Welcome to Realm of Faith Radio with Reverend Talks and Akuna Dejuo. This month, we began a new series on the name of Jesus. You will learn how Jesus obtained his name and you will get acquainted with the power back that wonderful name of Jesus. Don't miss any episode. The Bible tells us to pray in the name of Jesus. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we're praying in his stead. You know, Jesus is no longer here in his flesh and bone body, but we are. So we're here as his representatives. And when we pray in his name, it's just as though Jesus were the one doing the praying. Welcome to Rem of Faith Radio with Reverend Talks and Akuna Dejumo. Right now, here is Reverend Talks with today's message. Why study about the name of Jesus? Part 1, Episode 1. There are two books I recommend that we study as we take this series. And those books will bless us. One is um, the book, The Name of Jesus by Kenneth e. Hagin. The Legacy Edition, and there's another one by E.W. Kenyon, The Wonderful Name of Jesus. The Wonderful Name of Jesus. And Brother Hagen has a CD series on that subject, about four in that series. Excellent. It's a classic. So I'll encourage us to study along that line. And Brother Hagen said something that in February of 1978, Kenneth Hagen, a blessed memory, that um, during the annual prayer seminar in Rema, USA, that while he was on the healing line, he said the Lord spoke to him definitely to do to teach on the name of Jesus. So he had that teaching in April of 1978. Actually started April 23, you know, Sunday evening. How do I know it was April 23? Because in the tape series, he said, in the CDs, he said, yesterday was my spiritual birthday. So, and he was born again April 22nd. So April 1978, he did that teaching on the name of Jesus. He said he actually looked around to see the material that was available on that subject. He said prior to that time, he had only one sermon that he preached on the name of Jesus. But he said the only good book he could get that was devoted entirely to that subject was that book, The Wonderful Name of Jesus by E.W. Kenyon. And he said something about it. He said it's a classic. It contains the word of God, revelation knowledge. And he encouraged people to get the book. He said um, the first time he heard of Dr. Kenyon was 1950, and um, uh, E.W. Kenyon went home to be with the Lord in 1948. He had never heard of him while Brother Kenyon was alive. But after he went home to be with the Lord, someone told him, he said, you preach faith and healing, just like Dr. Kenyon did. He said he got Kenyon's books, and he found out that, yeah, we're preaching the same truths. Uh, E.W. Kenyon lived before him, and um, he said he got the materials. It was such a huge blessing to him. Then he said he researched on Dr. Kenyon's life. You know, you want to uh, watch the people you read after. You want to see whether they lived what they taught. They lived what they preached. And um, Dr. Kenyon did. Uh, he died at 80 plus. Went home to be with the Lord without sickness or disease. Another person that you might want to study quite some after is F.F. Bosworth. F.F. Bosworth also died at 80. You know, the day he was going to die, a friend of his came to his bedroom, actually T.L. Osborne, and then he said to him, he said, Brother Osborne, this is the greatest day of my life. I'm going home today. And he went home without sickness or disease. Praise God. So they're good people one can follow. Amen. People who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Men of faith, men of the word of God, who preached the word, taught the word, lived the word, proved the word of God. Amen. Because the word of God works. And so um, 
we'll start off today and we're going to take our time. We're not going to rush it. We're just going to talk about the name of Jesus. Now, in uh, the first chapter of his book, Dr. Kenyon, he said something. He said, what led him to study about the name of Jesus was that one time, while he was in Tennessee, he was giving an address. And um, while he was teaching, he said, somebody stood up and asked him, he said, Dr. Kenyon, are you saying that we have the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus? Then he responded to the person and said, well, I'm a layman. You're the lawyer. Ask, tell me, do we have the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus? So then the lawyer told him that if language means anything, then we do. Then he said, he asked him, he said, what's the value of this power of attorney? This legal right that we have to the name of Jesus. So then that lawyer told him that it depends on what is back of that name. It depends on the power that's in that name, the authority that's in that name. So he said he set out to do a study about Jesus, to find out what are the resources of Jesus. What's the power that he has? What's the authority that he has? Praise God. Listen up. <laughs> that name is backed by deity. We're going to take our time. We're going to see what that name stands for. You know, sometimes people use the name of Jesus just like they use a charm. They go to meet one man somewhere. Say, put this in your pocket. If you put it in your pocket, you won't have the bad dreams anymore. Or put it under your pillow when you want to sleep. Or if you are traveling, you know, uh, swallow one of it. Or that kind of stuff. You know, people use the name of Jesus like that. But listen, there's power in that name. There's authority in that name. And the name of Jesus is backed by deity. All that God is, all that God has, and all that God can ever be is in that name. That name has in it the wealth of the ages. That name has in it the fullness of the Godhead. Praise God. And we're going to see that as we study. We're not going to rush it. We're going to take our time. Amen. We're going to see the value, the authority, the majesty that's in the name of Jesus. I want to read to us a portion of scriptures. A charter promise that fell from the lips of the man of Galilee. Staggering promise that he uttered while he was here on the earth. In John's gospel, the 16th chapter, the 23rd and 24th verses. says, and in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. 24 says, hitherto, up till now, have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Now, you see, this puts prayer on a legal basis. He's telling us that Jesus said, guys, go ahead and ask. I will endorse it, and the Father will give it to you. It's like, just imagine that uh, Aliko Dangote were to write out a check for you, blank check, or a series of blank checks, you know, and just sign them and tell you that whatever you need, just go cash this, you know, or Elon Musk were to do that for you, or Bill Gates, you know, <laughs> you ask yourself, how much resources do these guys have? If they put a blank check, and they've told me to fill it up for my every need. My God, that's, that's worth quite a bunch. That's worth quite a lot. 
But you see, this wasn't Dangote. This wasn't Elon Musk. This wasn't Bill Gates. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's telling us that whatever we ask the Father in his name, he said the Father will give it to us. He said up till now, have you asked nothing in my name? He said, ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Now, tradition tells us that God always answers prayers. That sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says hold on. Let me tell you something. That's hogwash. What do I mean, hogwash? I mean that's bosh. What do I mean, bosh? I mean that's tummy rot. What do I mean, tummy rot? I mean that's arrant nonsense. That's all I'm trying to say. It's not in the Bible. We don't see that in the Bible. The Word of God tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and in verse 20 that all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God by us. When we pray in line with the Word of God, we're sure of an answer. And what's that answer? The answer is yes. That's the answer. That's the answer. Amen. You know, sometimes people pray for Christ's sake. The Bible doesn't tell us to pray for Christ's sake. You know, we prayed like that, and it hasn't worked. You know, it hasn't worked, and it won't. Because it's not for Christ's sake that you're praying. You're praying for your own sake, or for the sake of a loved one. Amen. The Bible tells us to pray in the name of Jesus. When we pray in the name of Jesus, we're praying in his stead. You know, Jesus is no longer here in his flesh and bone body, but we are. So we're here as his representatives and when we pray in his name, it's just as though Jesus were the one doing the praying. I remember what Jesus said in John 11 when he was by Lazarus' uh, grave. And he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And I thank you that you hear me always. And remember the Bible says that this is the confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. See, the word of God is the will of God. That's 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Amen. This is the confidence we have in him. If you ask anything, 1 John 5, 14 and 15. If you ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Now, we know that the word of God is the will of God. So when we pray in line with the word of God, we're praying in line with the will of God. And... That place lets us know that when God hears us, it means that we have the answer. I remember Jesus said, Father, I thank you that you hear me always. You hear me always. That was Jesus saying, Father, I thank you because you answer me always. And you see, when we pray in Jesus' name, it's as though Jesus were the one doing the praying. We're here on the earth representing him. And he's there at the right hand of the Father representing us. So this lifts prayer, not just putting it on a legal basis. It makes it a business proposition. Praise God. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.